Good morning. It is Tuesday, July the 4th, in the year of our Lord, 2023. It's the 4th of July, the celebration of the birth of America, which many of us today find ourselves uh, living in, and gratefully so. For those of you who are listening from other countries, we bless your country and pray for you and invite you to pray for us today. We need great awakening in this land like never before. Well, let's begin today with a prayer of consecration. You know, the greatest thing that we can do for our country is actually to become real Christians, more real today than yesterday. Wake up, sleeper, and rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Jesus, I belong to you. I lift up my heart to you. I set my mind on you. I fix my eyes on you. I offer my body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to you. Jesus, we belong to you. And we're praying in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our reading today is entitled, The Visionary View of the Mercy of God. And our text is Romans chapter 12, verses 3 through 8. Hear now the word of the Lord. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment, in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. The Word of the Lord. Now consider this. I want to return to the missing phrase from yesterday's wake-up call entry. Let's remember the text first. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, Romans 12, 1. The magical, miraculous 
phrase which contains the coherence of the whole letter, if not the whole Bible, is this one, in view of God's mercy. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice is a fool's errand without the little phrase, in view of God's mercy. It is not possible. Without the active, living view and vision of God's mercy, the best you can hope for is religious activism by human willpower. You will endlessly try harder to do better and slowly convince yourself you are not as bad as your neighbor, and soon start phoning it in, embracing a tepid faith, leading to a mediocre life. But I got good news for you. That's not who you are. You live in the view of God's mercy. The view is of the Son of God. He was there in the Garden of Eden, clothing the naked and ashamed Adam and Eve with the sacrifice of animal skins. This is the one Melito of Sardis, the second century bishop, called, and I quote, the Pascha of our salvation, who in many people endured many things. This is the one who was murdered in Abel, tied up in Isaac, exiled in Jacob, sold in Joseph, exposed in Moses, slaughtered in the Lamb, hunted down in David, and dishonored in the prophets. This is the one made flesh in a virgin, who was hanged on a tree, who was buried in the earth, who was raised from the dead, and who was exalted to the heights of heaven. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy. The mercy of God is a vision. It is the vision of the eternal, endless outreach of the Almighty God of heaven and earth, offering the gifts of mercy and grace to all who would freely receive. Yes, the mercy of God is Jesus Christ offering himself freely and fully to broken sinners like every single person who has ever lived. Far from some sort of transaction of salvation, it is the gift of relationship becoming a completely transformed and transformative life. In view of that, the invitation is this. Offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. In light of God's offering to us, let us now make an offering of ourselves to God. But here's the deal. It's not something you can just decide and do. You can only make the offering if you have truly received the offering. And you can only receive the offering if you have come to know your deep need of the offering of mercy. 
Instead of, quote, the view of God's mercy, many translations say, quote, by the mercies of God. The offering of your life itself can only happen by the mercies of God. It is His mercy that saves us, and it is His mercy that enables and empowers us to offer ourselves back to Him. We are moving in the realm of the power of God here, which means we're moving in the realm of faith, which means we're moving in the realm of divine relationship. Let's remember where this letter began, Romans 1. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. When you catch even a glimpse of the mercy of God, it moves you to want to offer yourself as a gift back to God. The great Isaac Watts hymn nails this movement. He begins with, When I survey the wondrous cross on which the Prince of Glory died. And he finishes with, were the whole realm of nature mine, that were an offering far too small. Love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul, my life, my all. The prayer, Abba Father, how we thank you for your mercy who is Jesus. I want to see Jesus. Open the eyes of my heart that I might see Jesus, to behold him, the view and vision of God's mercy. As we behold him by the mercies of God, we become like him by the mercies of God. Holy Spirit, help me to turn my eyes upon Jesus and so be transformed by the renewing of my mind that I might know the will of God and do it. Praying in Jesus' name, amen. And the question for the day, how do you live in view of God's mercy? Our hymn is, let's turn, let's sing today the classic hymn. You, you predicted it already. When I Survey the Wondrous Cross. It's hymn number 221 in our seedbed hymnal, Our Great Redeemer's Praise. We're going to sing all four verses. 
When I survey the wondrous cross on which the Prince of Glory died, my richest gain I count but loss and pour contempt on all my pride. Forbid it, Lord, that I should boast, save in the death of Christ my God. All the vain things that charm me most, I sacrifice them to his blood. See from his head, his hands, his feet, Sorrow and love flow mingle down. Did there such love and sorrow meet? Or thorns compose so rich a crown? The last verse. Were the whole realm of nature mine, that were an offering far too small, love so amazing, so divine. Demands my soul, my life, my all. Let's sing this little chorus that I was part of writing 20-something years ago with my good friend Chris Tomlin. It's just below 222. Oh, the wonderful cross. Oh, the wonderful cross bids me come and die and find that I may truly live. Oh, the wonderful cross. Oh, the wonderful cross. All who gather here, by grace draw near, and bless your name. Amen. Let's sing that last verse again. Were the whole realm of nature mine. That were an offering far too small. Love so amazing, so divine. Demands my soul, my life. My all. Amen. Wow, what a hymn.
And that's the movement. You know, when I survey the wondrous cross, when I behold the Son of God, it inspires the sense of the offering of ourselves back, the gift back. And the gift back, (laughs) interestingly, (laughs) back in the hands of God, our life then becomes his gift to the world, just like his son. He takes our lives and makes us a source of his unending giving to others. It's, it's, this is the mystery of the gospel, the mystery of Christ. So let's contemplate that today and anchor our lives in him. Well, that's a wrap for this Tuesday, the 4th of July. As that's the gift of freedom right there. You know, I've just been thinking a lot lately. I know I need to tell you about Gillette and the first Sunday, but it feels more fitting today kind of like there's this mentality that we've all really grown up around that well Jesus died for us and rose from the dead he did all that so that we wouldn't have to that we could just sort of get on with freedom in our life and you know do what we wanted to do we're going to go to heaven when we die Jesus died for us let's enjoy life right well yes and no Jesus made an offering of his life so that we would be able to freely make an offering of our lives. I think we have adopted the same mentality with America, those of us who live here. So many, it's like, well, all those people who've gone before us who have given blood and sweat and tears to make this country what it is so that we wouldn't have to. And so, hey, let's just take the day off and shoot fireworks. I'm like, gee whiz. No, they did it so that we could also do it. And the generations coming behind us, counting on it. But you know where the breakdown is? Is we've lost the view of God's mercy. If we had recaptured the great view of God's mercy, We could, too, live the visionary lives of those who give beyond what's expected, who give beyond what's practical, who give beyond what's reasonable, who make of our lives an offering for the good of others, for the glory of God. That's what's going to make this country great, if anything. People who have become awestruck again by the mercy of God, whose lives are poured out in offering back to him and then given by him to this world. That's where freedom comes from. That's what inspired those early Americans to lay down their lives, to have a country where they could freely worship God. Well, guys, listen, I know I'm preaching now. I'm probably preaching to the choir, but Let's just think about that as the fireworks go up into the sky tonight. Let's be grateful. 
be grateful to God, be grateful to all the men and women who've gone before us and paved the way and let's recontemplate what it might mean to not to give ourselves to America, to give ourselves to God and let God break our lives open for America. That's the, the that's the mission. All right, gang, get your seeds. <laughs> There's good sowing to be doing tonight. We're gonna be we're gonna be lighting fires in the sky and and all that. I'll tell you about Gillette tomorrow. Let's call it a day. I'll be looking for you on the field. For the awakening, I'm JD Walt. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend, leave us a rating, and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall.